0: I'm looking to gather those crows in the trees. I hope you're one of them. I hope that this podcast inspires you to be more connected to your intuition. And I hope that by doing that, we make the world a better place. Thanks for coming on this journey with me. My guest today is a dad, a business owner, a visionary, somebody who is extremely socially conscious somebody who loves to bring community together and somebody who sees the value in bringing out people's strengths to make the world a better place. Today my guest is Dan Gillis and I'm very excited because in our preamble it's like where are we gonna go today? (laughs) It's gonna be fun (laughs) so thank you so much for joining us today. Hey thank you for having me on the podcast. So tell us a little bit about you. Who is Dan Gellis? It's a broad
1: question. It's a big question, but hi, my name is Dan. And uh, I'm a pretty passionate guy. I think I'm proud of a few things, but right now I'm getting to show up every day, I think first and foremost as a dad. So my day starts at about 6.30 and my two-year-old son goes, Huh? Ah? 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 That's my alarm clock and sort of I wake up and I roll out of bed and this pretty cool call to action first thing is, you know, waking up as, as a dad and essentially being of service to to three boys now, a awesome. two-year-old, a seven-year-old and a, a 12-year-old and uh, just supporting them each day with getting up and, and getting ready for school and and really frames my day. When I, my job, you know, before 9 a.m. is I'm essentially the, the local school bus driver you know Mm -hmm. in my dodge caravan and i pick up about seven kids on the way to bespro school oh awesome and after i drop this gang off it's just this like you know this sense of sort of what i'm working for and why i'm heading out into my day and sort of this immediate sense of a purpose every day Mm -hmm. that i get to start my days from which generally sends me in in a pretty cool direction so following that, I get re-caffeinated. I drink at least a coffee or two, and I try to get excited for my day. But I'm an entrepreneur. I think at part of I've discovered that entrepreneurship is my art form. It's how I get to create. It's how I express my sort of inspiration and, and, and essentially what comes to me. But... I grew up in business. My dad ran radio stations when I was a kid, so I got, uh-huh. to, I got to see the behind the scenes of organizing, I would say, a creative industry. You know, Absolutely. Radio was all about talent and you know, supported by advertisement sales and the whole operations of running a radio station. So I, I grew up in a pretty cool environment where I got to see the ins and outs of running a creative business, and I think that's continued to show up for me with all of my projects today.
0: Well, and I also see as a consumer of radio, I see radio as a Mm community-minded. Yeah,
1: that's where it all started.
0: Enterprise, and so it's when I read your profile and how you described what your company is. Yeah. It it makes perfect sense. And I'm just gonna read that because it's it's so well done. (laughs) A force for good and activating people to make their difference in the world is what your company is all about. And I love the play on words. Yeah. When I first met you and you were introduced on a stage as Dan Gillis of Porpoise. Yeah. (laughs) And I make I make a a joke of the word but the New England accent. I'm like how perfect is that because everybody's going to remember porpoise yeah but you're all about purpose
1: yeah exactly and i'm on a mission to help bring a sense of purpose and meaning to people's lives and you know as i just mentioned starting with my own every day but you know ultimately i think that's why we're here i think it's what we're all looking for and (laughs) and at porpoise you know porpoise.com that's the work that we're doing through technology and the services that we provide is we help bring that sense of purpose to work the time where people are spending 30 40 percent of their lives Mm -hmm. you know dedicating themselves to these companies that they work for it's sort of no it's for me it's not surprising at all that purpose has emerged as a central theme as something that's really important that people are looking for and so that we measure it in terms of like how engaged are our people but Really, what is the level to which that our people are connected to their organization and how are they able to express themselves and find a deep sense of purpose and meaning through their jobs? And so that, that's the work we do at Porpoise. And, and back to that, that radio station example, because it was really cool that you picked up on that. That's, that's where it came from for me. Okay. At the time back you know, when I grew up in the, throughout the 80s, the radio station CKCW that I mm-hmm. you know, grew up shoveling the steps of was involved in everything community. Yeah. And so yeah. it was a business that gave back. They had the power of the airwaves and they were always able to broadcast and, you know, that community message on what was going on and create connection and encourage people to get out and get involved in in things. And so I just that that grew up really as a central part of me. And I sort of had that expectation that all businesses, you know, were involved in giving back and creating connection within their communities. I thought <laughs> Like this is just the default. Like that's you know, (laughs) business is a super powerful form of organization. I'm sure all businesses sort of think this way and give back. Right. And it turns out you know that that wasn't the case. But Mm -hmm. but now over the years, this around this whole central theme of corporate social responsibility at a time when Mm -hmm. there's more visibility on companies than there ever has been, and Mm -hmm. sort of the impact, whether for good or for bad, that they're making on the planet, we have. We're able to see that now. Yeah, and the veil
0: is lifted in the last decade in an incredible way, and I yeah. I think of radio as being the original social media. Oh, for sure. And yeah. so many different avenues because it spotlighted the good, but it also was the news source. Yeah, you know? and it had a, an element of integrity and entertainment and all the rest of it. So. Yeah, and it was all there and in a
1: very simple. Mm-hmm. medium and now it's gotten all big and messy and it's all it's all <laughs> over the place. Mm-hmm. But it's brought a level of transparency. If we think of back to the radio days in terms of the actual access mm-hmm. to the information that we had mm-hmm. in comparison to the access to the information that we have now. We're light years ahead. But that theme of business being used as a force for good, that's where that came from. Cool. So I I grew up there and I went to school at Mount A, just down the road. And after four years my dad because I was always that dreamy let's change the world kid and my dad asked you know so what you know what did you learn you know what was your big takeaway and I was like well if we're going to make a a difference if we're going to make an impact in the world we can start here at home let's and let's just say we could we could help change the way that McCain grows their potatoes right right like if we made an impact and a dent there in terms of the impact on those agricultural practices we would be having a huge global impact for the company that grows 80 percent of McDonald's.
0: Exactly. You know, French
1: fries. So I I really got a a good sense of the power of multinational corporations now and sort of had my my beginnings in learning about corporate social responsibility. And, Mm. you know, and over the last five years, I've been really working on sort of connecting those dots through to the employee experience around what it's like to work for companies that get this or for those that don't. Have so a that's, learning curve.
0: Who's your ideal client? Are you dealing with the multinationals? Or are you dealing with the entrepreneurs? Like,
1: well, well, McCain ended up becoming a client, which was really cool, you know, awesome. coming full circle. And my biggest learning opportunity was working within their organization and adopting our technologies. And so we learned a lot working with some really big companies like McCain and Sodexo Foods and okay. Salesforce.com. And that was really... Okay. I would say our education in the first couple of years. And then we found out that really the opportunity was with more mid-market companies. So we've got clients of 75 people up to 500 where we find we can really make a big impact and like a, a faster impact. It's right. Like with multinationals, it's, it's harder
0: to move the ball.
1: It's harder to move the ball. It's mm-hmm. harder to get adoption granted the impact is at a is at a different scale but also harder to to influence and mm-hmm. so for us starting out sort of our our focus point became mid-market companies not so much small but more mid-market where we could still connect with the business owners we could okay. we could actually have a real conversation with the you know the people that the were making, making the decisions exactly mm-hmm. And then it also became a lot more feasible to implement sort of our, right. our programming and, and to sort of gain adoption and to actually sort of get it into people's hands to the point where they were experiencing this shift within their organization.
0: Geographically?
1: Well, there really is no parameters. It's more so just around language at this point. So our services are available in French and English right now sort of Coming from Moncton and naturally moving into Spanish is next. And that's really the only restriction awesome. is on language.
0: Lovely. Because yeah. with what you're doing, I think that there is such a huge... We were talking before we even got started about mm-hmm. how the world's in this funny little place of... I see it as pushing the authenticity and mm-hmm. you're seeing as I'm in a lose-lose mode and yet we can't see past the lose to the opportunity on the other side and there's such huge opportunity and and what you're doing kind of meshes beautifully with where the world's at right now because you're helping people connect the dots from my perspective to what their purpose is internally in a company but also it would be dotted line to their whole person I would think
1: yeah absolutely
0: and so you're shifting people at this 500 at a time momentum yeah. you're impacting the tipping point this is so it's a part
1: it's a part of that and yeah and, and also connecting it back to what's in it for the the company you know why for sure why, why the, would i
0: spend money on you why the
1: organization does this in in the first place um
0: but the happier the employee the more loyal the more yeah productive the more at least yeah you ever, like so there's it is but it's hard
1: it's hard you know mm-hmm. the This sort of the the transition that you were talking about, you know, in regards to authenticity and Mm. sort of the lose-lose refers to sort of the struggle I think that a lot of people are going through right now and it's uh, as sort of these new values are showing Mm. up more in our our day-to-day life and so... Purpose is something that I think people are valuing more and more. For the first time, people are going to work not only for a paycheck, but they're also looking for something beyond that. Mm. And even choosing to leave their organization and to go work for an organization that has a better workplace culture.
0: That's a, that's been a big not that's a big, heard yeah, of before.
1: No, and and we would get a job and we would feel so grateful for it and we would keep mm-hmm. it forever. So I've never felt that way, but
0: no, you know but the that, that was did.
1: that's that's how the that's how that generation felt. For sure, yeah, and for so sure. it's it's shifted considerably and as sort of these new values are showing up and we're making the transition what's been toughest is is to help sort of connect it to why this is essential for organizations it's like a lot of companies weren't Mm. born during as as a part of this set of new values and so what we're seeing within the different levels of organizational consciousness if you will, yes,
0: right. I can see that.
1: Is that is.
0: buy-in is different depending on the buy-in is different,
1: and we have various levels of organizations with different levels of consciousness on the planet. Really, for the you know, right. for the first time, yeah, you know, which which ranges from sort of still command and controls military style yep. organizations all the way up to purpose driven company yeah the
0: spectrum is
1: spectrum is huge and so all
0: there where it wasn't all at one point yeah
1: and so now as you're navigating that and still at the same time is that they're all businesses and so they all are actively measuring their bottom line. They're all actively measuring the infamous return on investment. Mm-hmm. And so what's tougher with this type of work and supporting the integration of these new values is transitioning from this being something that's nice to have
0: mm-hmm.
1: to something that's a must-have. Right. And today, something that is a must-have is something that's measured as this is going to actively make a difference, yeah. an immediate and visible difference to our bottom, bottom line, line this year or this quarter or this month. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the, as it relates to people and valuing people and sort of investing in their experience within your organization, it still is falling a lot of times on the nice to have. Right. And so that's that's a big part of the work that needs to be done. We're, we're choosing, you know, do this work within the business environment because there are the resources there that exist to support this type of work, but right. to gain I would say huge adoption next level and you talk about sort of the tipping point influencing the tipping point yeah. we really need to cross that threshold of you know nice to have to
0: to need to have, to
1: need to have must have
0: yeah. Well, and I I think that there's marketed versions of what you're doing in terms of the West Je- the South West. Yeah. They exist at a success rate that influences their own tipping point and they market themselves they as market that. Themselves well. company, right? Yeah. So at least there's there's things you can point to in the market and go, see, see over there?
1: <laughs> For sure. And that's... Those, those are the early adopters, really the signalers mm. of this movement. And that, and that's mm-hmm. what we have an opportunity to point everyone towards. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of organizations are coming around to, wow, this really seems like a good idea. I get you know why this is happening and why companies are investing into it. And now the support that I think we can offer is providing a roadmap as to how to go about yes. doing it and implementing.
0: Right. Because that from A to Z isn't clear to people who haven't existed in that level of consciousness before.
1: Yeah. And that's and that's kind of the tough part. You can Mm -hmm. get it and be like, oh, yes, I I agree. I resonate with these values. Mm -hmm. But how do we operation operationalize this? Right. How do we sort of integrate this into our culture? Right.
0: So in my world, sometimes I sit back and look at my agenda and go back in time and go, who do I need to connect with? And, and intuition is mm. part of that. Does intuition play into how you go to market and who you go to market with? I I'd say
1: ab- absolutely. I, I think in terms of how, how we're going to market, I think I think intuition for us is is definitely central and and behind the scenes of sort of all of our operations. And I'll I'll go, you know, much, much deeper in that. But as it relates to going to market, what's fun about these values is that the companies that have them Mm -hmm. are sharing them they're actively starting to promote them so there's a few key indicators that we're looking for that I would say aren't necessarily on the intuitive spectrum where you know yeah. we're looking at websites as an example to mm-hmm. see what companies have a community tab on their website or certainly if they've att- attained their b corp certification or if they've taken the 1% pledge or the 1% pledge for the planet. There's a lot of sort of whether it's certification or processes that exist now that to help sort of identify organizations sure, with yes. yeah, with these values. Mm-hmm. And then really the the biggest driver is always sort of connection, you know, human connection. So that every single one of our clients. You know, up until about a year ago, and we've been in business for almost five years, we'd actually met in person. We we actually had a real connection with them. We had an an opportunity for an energetic exchange where we connected on these values and we sort of agreed that they were important, you know, on on both sides. And then we we worked towards sort of figuring out a way to, to work together. Now what's happening is our initial core group of clients are now actively referring us to right to other to other folks that they know you know are get it and well suited for our offerings so that's what's happening now I would say that there's a certain level of intuition within that but I think it's more on sort of just the initial connection and Mm -hmm. as we look out to the landscape now it's it's easier for us to see sort of who has these values
0: who's the match yeah cool so how does intuition come to you or can you put like a name the on su-
1: this, The superpower? Uh, yeah, the superpower. Uh, in- Intuition, for me, it's a lot about... I refer to it as guidance. And intuition, I think for myself and my business partners, is a big part of, of our discourse, our conversations between us. We From the beginning, we've had three very complementary but different partners. And we really, mm. really have been a good match. We've been together through thick and thin for five years now but i always had a an opportunity to be the feel guy you know and, and in the beginning i would add so the creative license at times to be like i don't know this doesn't feel right or or what about this or what about that and so it showed up a lot in our early days i would say as inspiration for what we were building together what we were creating and then i think it shows up a lot in our day-to-day as caution and in the early days where Mm. sort of you're not as immediately aware of the impact or maybe the consequences of the decisions that you're you know you're making that you know you can make a decision or you choose chart your course and choose to go a specific direction and then only come to find out 18 months later that maybe that one hurt a little that one hurt a little (laughs) you know feeling the the pressure on that one but we're, we're sort of we're the size and scale now where it's more immediate. But it showed up for us as feel. A lot was the language that we'd use internally and also instinct I was, as I you know, think about my, you know, one of my other partners. And, and for him, I put it more on almost the, the kind of instinct that was inherent in a lot of maybe early day management books, mm-hmm. professional development books around sort of trusting your gut, you know, that stuff. And just where, yeah. you know, you hear about like how a CEO would just know. Yes. Right. And so I I actually think that the business world has had its own language for intuition. It was just, I think it was just more expressed and maybe more of a masculine way. And now I think for me what intuition represents in in this way and in around feel is is sort of an opportunity for intuition to show up from more of the feminine perspective as it relates to -to day-to-day operations of our business. And an interesting example of that was my own wife mary claire and for my business partner and his wife and how involved they are in you know the day-to-day of our business even the two of them last night were on the phone you know having a discussion about the company and about like how things are going and through challenging times just supporting each other but we've we we have this agreement between us that we're we're seeking that other perspective and we're seeking sort of that the counterpoint often and I'll I'll just I'll check in with my wife who's very intuitive and we're working on yep. this big thing and I'm like how does this feel to you, you know and I'm like green light you know <laughs> any yellow flags any red flags and so that's that's really our, our code mm-hmm. words and and uh, for all the projects that I'm involved in from technology to real estate and you know the other businesses that I'm a part of. She really has a veto, you know, an immediate veto on all projects. And if if there's something that's going on or something that we're embarking into that we get a red flag on or a yellow flag on, it's an immediate pause. Pause let's look at this and and what is it and she's got a whole bunch of interesting tools that you know we can use for accessing more information about the situation be like oh well what is it you know what's here that we're we're not seeing and mm-hmm. you know so we have an opportunity to check our blind spots and to ask for in my case guidance yes, and if that's... there's information that we're missing that you know we ask for it but it's like a a superpower a superpower, you know? and, early yeah.
0: guidance early gps like yeah
1: so yeah. And and I think that, I think as it relates to, you know, as it relates to projects or businesses or, you know, manifestations of this inspiration that we have and sort of, as I mentioned, entrepreneurship as a, as an art form, for me, it is, it is all about sort of creation and it's all about bringing things into the world that I think need to exist right now. And I think that that's been a process that has been going on for a long, long time. I think mm-hmm. we, we get access to the information that's ready to be brought into the world. And, yeah. you know, some of us are, you know, open to that and really attuned to that and really attuned to what needs to come next and, and what's ready. And so I think uh, an interesting part with intuition is, is really just about tuning into that and to connecting to what's ready and and then being a part of the manifestation, manifestation of yes. that, you know, if you yeah. if you will, and so that's that's what I really feel like I'm a part of. I feel like I'm a part of supporting you know, projects, and in this case, businesses is how I've chosen to just organize, yes. you know, my, my own. But I feel like I'm a part of sort of just bringing things into the world that need to exist, and right. and I you know I feel pretty compelled by that because we're living in a pretty crazy time. And we're seeing sort of this function of a lot of the of the systems around us, you know, mm-hmm. the, the two biggest, the the economic and and the environmental ecosystem and infrastructure that exists that is essentially supporting life as we know it. And yeah, it's a time mm-hmm. of action. It's a time of sort of bringing new ideas and solutions forward and. And for me, there really isn't any time to waste. So after I drop my kids off from school and drink my coffee, I'm like, all right,
0: what are,
1: what are we doing today? And um, so I'm, I'm personally passionate about building up the infrastructure and teams and people and places that we require to help this type of work. And I've sort of had the opportunity to realize that there's no shortage of information. There's no shortage of ideas. Uh, there's just... A shortage of like resources how and to capacity get it done. to pull it off, right? Yeah. So it's just how to get it done. So we're we're building up capacity now to to do that, but it's a daily challenge to figure out how to make these new projects sustainable in the world right. that you know exists with the rules of money and the rules of time and, yes. and space that we you know that we know this
0: physical place yes yeah and, yeah. and
1: cuz we're we're bringing in that's you yeah. know um, in our case a startup you bring a startup into the world and it's a new organization and it's uh, yeah. it has significant responsibilities and so that's something that I don't take lightly mm. you know I don't mm-hmm. take the the responsibility of you know, all the people that come along to support mm-hmm. it's you know yeah. you're supporting you know, you're not just supporting an idea, but you're supporting, you a know,
0: physical thing, a physical thing, physical outcomes that
1: and the people behind it impacted. that are dedicating their lives towards helping to to pull it off. So it's yeah. a it's yeah. a big responsibility, and and that's um, but entrepreneurship as an art form for me is sort of how I've chosen to channel that energy, and yeah. and I think what's what I believe right now, and and you know why I will come back to using business as a force for good is from what I found is, is business is, is the best organization way to organize so the new mm. ideas to bring the sort of support and infrastructure that these new ideas require.
0: Manifest in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well Yeah, and
1: we'll and we'll we'll continue to create, you know, new ways of organizing and that's something that we we always have. But sort of business is a vehicle for that and, and I'm really I'm really into, you know, social enterprises, business that exists to fulfill an important
0: outcome socially outcome
1: socially in the world yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely
0: wow this has been fantastic well awesome on that note thanks I, for I having look me forward to maybe doing this again Dan well, uh, I, I, anytime it's like there's maybe other nuggets to go and it is just kind of doing what's next that's how I see it so mm-hmm. so this was what's next for me when I reached out to you and thank you so much for, for agreeing to come on And awesome and, well thanks
1: thanks for doing this and pulling this information out and, yeah. and bringing it into the world
0: yeah well we'll see where it goes <laughs>
1: <Thanks>. <laughs> thank
0: you so much Thank you so much for giving us your time today. We truly appreciate our guests for sharing their stories and insights about how intuition has impacted their lives. And I'm so grateful for Peter Trainer for his time in giving me this original music. It's now your turn. It's your turn to listen and act on your own intuition and help make the world a better place. Until next time, keep seeing, being, knowing, and doing. If you like this podcast, please share it. If you want to find others like it, go to www.healingvitality.ca or wherever you would find your podcasts. We would love to have you join us on this journey. Come be a crow sitting in the tree. Be part of our community.